Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with the one, the only, Brandon Swanee Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And we are back for another edition of the Primetime Podcast here on Most Valuable Podcast, where we love talking about college sports, mainly football and basketball. Brandon, we've got, this is not the only podcast that we're doing this week. We're doing a, we're double dipping. We're double dipping here on the Primetime Podcast because we've got a lot of things going on this week. Or a lot of things happened over the weekend that we got to kind of dissect. We've got playoff news that we got to go through. Well, situations we have to go through. And then we've got coaching. So what we're going to do, we're just letting you guys know, this will be our normal podcast. This will be all playoff topics. We'll do our picks at the end. But then there will be an additional podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, on TuneIn, I believe we're in now. Wherever you listen to podcasts, there will now be two. If you're on YouTube, they're just coming out in segments. You, you, they just get thrown at you, and you're like, oh, cool, primetime podcast. I go and listen to it. So for you, it's just the segments, because I don't know what how I'm going to throw the segments out, because some are more time-sensitive than others. But before we get into it, got to do what I always do. A little bit of housekeeping, not house cleaning, housekeeping here on the podcast. Number one. If you have not already, check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. That link is down below in the description. You like what we're doing here. You want to help us out more so than liking, sharing, watching our videos. $10. You could be on a podcast with us each and every month talking about whatever college topic you would like to talk about each month. You can also be on any of the podcasts here on most valuable podcasts. Then also go on to iTunes. If you have an iTunes account, you listen to us on iTunes. Go ahead, give us that five-star rating, then do the same for the Onside Kick, Rick and Johnny podcast, and the Fast Break. We would really, really appreciate it. But, Brandon, housekeeping is over. we got to get right into this. And the first topic I want to hit is one that is very near and dear because Andrew, I believe it was Andrew, no, it was uh, Trent Moran, I believe, on Twitter brought up something that I completely forgot about when we uh, talked about Auburn and Georgia Auburn's one win away from uh, Mr. Brandon Swanee Swanson going streaking in the streets tonight. I believe it was uh, hide your kids, hide your wife, because Brandon Swanee Swanson's going streaking tonight. I added the tonight. It just sounds a little better. But, uh, yeah, like, you didn't think this was going to happen, did you, big guy? No, that's why I said it. (laughs) That's why I said it. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was possible with the role that Georgia was going on. Um, with how good Alabama had been, and you know whether they were good beating ranked teams or 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 non ranked teams, they were rolling over them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you just look at the scores of those Alabama games, look at those scores of those Georgia games, and then you look at an Auburn team that I think that uh, even Auburn fans, I think it'd be safe to say they started off slow this season, but they have really kicked it into the highest gear right now, and they've been rolling. Um, so right now they're they're a very dangerous team. I, I would say that they're the most dangerous team in all of college football right now. That's the one team I would not want to play. 
and it is looking more and more likely that they will be uh, going to win against Georgia. And I don't want to mm-hmm. count Georgia out in, in any in any means. Also, don't want to give away your pick. No, we're going to be picking that later in the podcast. I'm just saying, right now, that's what it's mm-hmm. looking like. But uh, if they do that, I just I don't know. I think I I'll just go into hiding for a little bit. It's also like, uh, and I know that people don't like that I bring them up. It's like Paul Paul Feinbaum said here on the Dan Patrick show. He goes, "Well, you know, I give Georgia the odd the favor right now, but ask me at two o'clock, it'd be different. Like, <laughs> ask Brant at the end of the podcast, he'll pick Georgia <clears throat> to beat Auburn. But I want to apologize. It was Tyler." Tyler Moran. I thought it was either Trent or Tyler. Tyler Moran was the one that brought up the streaking, and then it was Andrew. We love you, Andrew, talking about them Clemson Tigers. But the reason why I bring up the streaking in the streets in Auburn is because let's focus on Alabama for a second. I know Auburn's like, but we won the game. Shouldn't you be focusing on us? The thing that's interesting about this is the situation that this loss has created for the Crimson Tide because – they're a one-loss team. However, depending on how things play out this upcoming week, they could be left out of the playoff. If Because you think about it. Clemson or Miami, winner of that game is in. Auburn and Georgia, we would assume that the winner of that game is in. Or could Auburn be this year's Penn State where they go ahead and win, but the committee keeps them out? I think that's ludicrous because they have beaten two number one teams in route to then that hypothetical SEC championship right now, then it all depends on what happens in the Big Ten and the Big 12. I'm going to ask you, Brandon, is is there a chance, any chance, that Alabama, were they eliminated from playoff contention this week, or are they still alive? I think that there is still hope for the Alabama Crimson Tide, but they need very specific situations Mm -hmm. to occur. And, and for that to happen, you have to look at the Big Ten uh, title game. You look have to look at the Big 12 title game. And those, are I think, are going to be two of the biggest ones for Alabama this upcoming weekend. That's where Wisconsin will play Ohio State. Wisconsin, we'll talk about them later, has not had uh, much success against Ohio State in the past. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, with the, with the Big 12, you've got Oklahoma and TCU and this game, which is a game that I thought, I think we both actually thought it was going to be closer the first time, and Oklahoma um, essentially blew TCU out mm-hmm. in that one where I th- thought, and, and you did as well, that TCU's defense would come to play, hold yeah. down Oklahoma a little bit. But what Oklahoma— I thought TCU would win. What Oklahoma has done is they've had pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. They've been the team in the Big 12 that, one, has had an electric offense— and a defense that has really held down a whole lot of teams. And I think one of those, going all the way back to the Ohio State game, only allowing 16 points to a very high-flying Ohio State offense that can put up a lot of points at any time, Mm -hmm. that is why they're here right now. That's why Oklahoma has been so good. That's why they were able to get past, well, they were able to get past at Oklahoma State because Oklahoma State's, defense was non-existent uh they were able to get past a tcu because as good as tcu's defense is mm-hmm. and was oklahoma's offense was just better and then defensively they were able to hold um against tcu but those those are the two big matchups i think wisconsin and ohio state and tcu and oklahoma if one of those teams is to lose let's say for instance 
For instance, if Ohio State it's like which way do you want to go? And I think you have to go the way of Ohio State. Mm -hmm. If Ohio State is to win, they won then a a a a conference championship Mm -hmm. game, but they would have two losses, Mm -hmm. and they would have won then a conference championship game against Wisconsin. Who was twelve and zero on the year? Mm-hmm. But then would the committee say, "Well, their strength of schedule wasn't that great." But then could a committee member come in and say, "Well, oh, Alabama's eleven and one, but their strength of schedule wasn't that great." With mm-hmm. their, I think the two toughest games on their schedule were Mississippi State and Louisiana State. Yeah, rating as the best games in terms of toughness wise on Alabama's schedule. So even if Ohio State wins, it could still be interesting because at that point, you would have the debate of strength of schedule, Mm -hmm. losses, and then a conference championship win. If All those things would come into play mm -hmm. on that. Well, and the thing that I was thinking about is, let's say in scenario one, let's say ACC, SEC, because it doesn't matter who wins those games, the winner is in. Let's say... In the scenario that you were painting out, let's say Oklahoma wins and Ohio State wins. If because oh, and in my in my scenario, mm-hmm. it would be Ohio State and TCU. Oh, I'll get to that then. Let's go Oklahoma. Let's go with, let's let's go go with yours. O- we'll go Ohio and Oklahoma because to me, if Oklahoma wins, they're in. So then you would have mm-hmm. ACC, SEC, Oklahoma, and then the final. And that's not an exact representation. Put those three in any order that you would want, but. That for that fourth spot, to me it would come down to Big Ten champion of the Ohio State Buckeyes or Alabama. And how I would look at it, not the committee, how I would look at it is, yes, you lost to Oklahoma. And I know everyone's going to say you got blown out by Oklahoma. But I would look at that loss and go, that's still a good loss because virtually you lost to a playoff team. Now let's say they blow out Wisconsin. Those would cancel each other out. You got blown out by a playoff team. You blew out a team that is a playoff team right now or close to a playoff team right now. They're in the hunt for that playoff. You also have beaten the number two team in Penn State, and you've beaten Michigan State. Yes, I know you lost to Iowa, but that one was on the road, whereas Alabama, it's it's kind of hard for me to pick Alabama over Ohio State if they win against Wisconsin. Because, yes, I know they lost to Oklahoma, but the Penn State win and the Wisconsin win would show to me, more so the Wisconsin win, if anything, because of where it's happening, I would look at it and go, the Ohio State has played playoff-caliber teams. They're 2-1. and one. Alabama has played one playoff-caliber team. They're 0-1. I'm going with the Buckeyes. However, if it was your situation, and this is the situation that I'm kind of hoping for, because if TCU and Ohio State win, all chaos breaks loose. All chaos. ACC, SEC. At that point, Ohio State's in to me. Like, if Oklahoma loses, Ohio State's in. Because I think that getting the win over Wisconsin edges them out over a Wisconsin team. Then, to me, it becomes, and we're going to talk about one of these teams in the next segment— then that final spot becomes, is it Alabama's spot? Is it Wisconsin's spot? Is it TCU's spot? 
or if the Pac-12 champion is the Trojans, a far out one, and we'll get to that one a little bit later, but I'm going to mention them because they'd be in the conversation of the Trojans as well. It would then become that four team of Wisconsin, TCU, Alabama, and the Trojans. Which one are you putting in there? That's what it would become, and it would be absolute chaos, and I wouldn't be able to, in 30 minutes, I wouldn't be able to make a decision. That may may take me a week to go through all those resumes. Yeah, you know, that's, those are, there is so much that could happen from the outcomes of those of those games. Mm-hmm. I think that one thing that could make it easier is that if you move over to the SEC championship game, mm-hmm. and if you have... If Georgia wins? If Georgia wins that game, I... I don't know. I, I think that that's <clears throat> that's where it's going to be a little bit more interesting. If if I'm trying, I'm honestly trying to think about it. If Auburn wins that game, mm-hmm. Auburn is in. Aub- yeah. Aub- Auburn is in. If if Georgia wins, mm-hmm. then are they most likely in? Auburn is kicked to the side. And Alabama's kick to the side. People that would be then three losses for Auburn, mm-hmm. and that would put Georgia at what uh, 11, 12, and one. And depends on how I'm going to ask you if Georgia wins against Auburn. Give me is it close or is it a blowout? It's a let's say it's a close game. It was then, it was a blowout last time. It's a close game this time. This is not going to. I'm I'm not sure if many people are going to be on board with me. In my thinking here, but in this situation, Oklahoma loses. So TCU wins, Ohio State wins, and Georgia wins. Doesn't matter what happens in the ACC at this point. If those three things happen, TCU, Ohio State, and Georgia win close. Like I'm talking three-point game, three three or less point game in that SEC championship game. I would almost be inclined to go the ACC champion— Georgia, Ohio State, and then Auburn at four. I would almost be inclined to, at that point, say Auburn at four because, yes, it was a rematch, but you beat Georgia before when they were number one, and you've beaten two number ones. Like The thing with with Auburn that's going to play into this, and this is what's going to play in with Alabama, and they're exactly flipped, is... Alabama ha- will have the better strength of record, the better SOR. But Auburn's going to have the better strength of schedule. They beat better teams. And Auburn already beat Alabama. And they already beat the head-to-head matchup, too. So I would be inclined to, if Ohio State and TCU win and Georgia wins close, kind of like a Kurt Herbstreet thing here, I don't care that Auburn lost three games. They're one of the top four teams in my mind looking at the eye test. And I put them in at number four. I would almost be inclined to do that because they've beaten two world. I'm going to say world beaters because they're a number one team in the nation. Two top dogs in as many weeks. It was what, three weeks? In three weeks, they knocked off two number ones. So if the game was close, I would almost be inclined to put Auburn at number four and have two SEC teams in there. And then what happens if... What happens if then for the 
ACC championship game, mm-hmm. Clemson loses. Mm-hmm. Then Miami's in. Clemson's out with two with with their two losses yeah. of a, a Syracuse loss, the Miami loss. They're most likely out if mm-hmm. if, if Ohio State uh, to me they're most likely out because if 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 you're looking they lose Ohio TCU wins mm-hmm. and Ohio State wins and gosh it's it's so it's almost so confusing I can't keep it all together in my, my head, head hurts I'll be honest with you my I, really, head hurts. I really can't keep it together because <laughs> I'm trying to play these all out in my head as we're doing this right now so let's say TCU wins <laughs> let's say that let's just get uh, up the spreadsheets oh, oh, uh, no no kidding uh, TCU wins Ohio State wins uh-huh. Georgia, Georgia wins, wins close. and Miami wins mm-hmm. that puts Miami in mm-hmm that puts Georgia in. Georgia in. That could that could very well put Ohio State in, and then I I I think I think that if you are if if you're going with an eye test, mm-hmm. if you're going with an eye test, I think it would be I think it would be Auburn. I, I I think right right now at this point, just because of Auburn blew out Georgia, mm-hmm. Auburn beat closely twelve points Alabama, the number one team in the country. Alabama seemingly it feels like they haven't lost in two years. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know they lost the national championship game this past year, but it just it doesn't it feels like they have not lost in forever. I personally think no matter what else happens, no matter what scenario you you want to give it for any other team, Big 12, Big 10, anything like that, Auburn deserves to be in whether they win or they lose. I, that's, was, I, I personally think if you want to go on an eye test, you want to go by a team mm-hmm. that has played some of the best football, especially down here at the, at, uh, down the stretch run, I would have done the same thing last year. I think Penn State should have been in last mm-hmm. year, and I think they got snubbed. I think Auburn should be in right now this year. Again, I don't care. if they, if they, me, as long as they, Let me throw a scenario out at Let you. me just say one okay. final point. Mm-hmm. As long as they, if they were to lose against Georgia, mm-hmm. as long as they didn't lose badly as long as it was a very very close game i think that auburn should still be in i do i think that they've been a team that has played the best football mm-hmm. you can't it, how would it be if you beat a number one team and then two weeks later beat another number one team and you don't make it in i, I to me that doesn't make any sense and it's not like you beat them on luck you beat them because you're a good team. Let me throw this out at you. Let's say Miami or Clemson, pick your one, whichever one. Because I, I really think that one is win and you're in. Miami, the Clemson. ACC, the, I think the whoever, ACC, that's the easiest that's the one. one. You win that game, you're and in the playoffs. None of these are easy. And let's say this situation goes down. Let's say Miami or Clemson put the slash there, winner of that is in. Let's say Oklahoma wins, Wisconsin wins. That means to me in my mind – the ACC, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin would all be in. I wouldn't be excited about Wisconsin, but I would say, you know what? Ohio State, I've always seen them as a playoff caliber team. When we talked about which two lost teams could play themselves back in, I was very high on Ohio State. You were not. 
So I would look at that and go, you know what? I got to respect that because I've respected the Buckeyes all year, which is weird because in years past, I've been all over Michigan and not all over the Buckeyes. I've liked Harbaugh in the blue rather than my favorite color in red. I want to throw this out, though. Clemson, let's say Clemson, Miami, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Georgia wins close. Does the committee do what they did last year and say, hey, you know what? Last year, Penn State won the conference championship. They didn't get in. Ohio State was. Do they go, yeah, Georgia, you beat Auburn, but Auburn's still the better team. We're putting them in over you, although you have the conference championship. I think that would do be, they have the balls to I, do that? No, they don't. We know the committee barely has the ball. They they probably are questioning right now whether or not they have the balls <laughs> to put in a two loss team. There's there's let alone there's, a three loss. There's literally team. no way that they put in a three loss team. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I mean, they're gonna have to do a lot of things this year that they mm-hmm. don't want to do because there's so much uptight, like, oh my gosh, we need to have everyone in there who has one <laughs> loss or zero losses. If that happened, mm-hmm. we'd be choosing people outside of the power five. We'd be but, well, Central Florida. Yeah. My boys, my golden knights would be mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Uh and that's that's <laughs> Scotty why, Frost. And that's why we don't do that. Um but uh because we want to see good games. But um I Hey, we put in the big boys and we get blowouts in the first games. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember, know you're right. Remember uh, the two, the what, 38 to nothing, 31 nothing. Remember uh, We Want Bama from uh, Washington? Hey, Huskies, how did that work out? I know Sean is still crying in a corner. Well, well, well so, but so many of these teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, even, um, Clemson against Oklahoma a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. two two years ago I think it was a complete blowout. The from only second half. the only team that wants Bama, there's two of them, and they're both Tigers, Clemson and Auburn. They're the only ones in my lifetime that like consistently. It's like oh, that's uh, in recent history. That's the two schools that can beat Alabama. Maybe LSU back in the day when they were, and I say back in the day like two late two thousands could also beat Alabama. But not a lot of teams could. You know, Ricky, we play, we play these different games. I we, love it. We, I love we, it. We, we play these conference mm-hmm. championship games. But, but why should it be? And it is. I mean, it is. I'm asking a, an almost stupid question. Okay. But why shouldn't it just be based off of one a feel of who we just believe is the best team, no matter mm-hmm. how many. L- uh, losses within reason, within yeah. reason, two to three, I would say, is the very most. Mm-hmm. But that have just played the best all season long. Like, if you look at the best team all throughout this season, it's Auburn. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's Auburn. And, yes, they lost to Clemson early on. What was it? 14-3, 14-6. Something very low scoring where they weren't, where Auburn really wasn't able to get any scoring going. Clemson, quite honestly, even with a couple of mm-hmm. touchdowns, wasn't able to get much going. It was Kelly early. Bryant, it was early on in the wasn't season. Kelly Bryant injured in that game too. I think came out of that moment, game, but he was back, back in, in pretty quickly. But ever, it seemed like ever since then, for the most part, Auburn has just roared right along. Mm-hmm. And when you beat in three weeks, you beat the number one ranked team at the time twice out of three weeks. And it's not like it was one-point games or three-point games. You blew out Georgia 40-17. to mm-hmm. You beat Alabama 26-14. to Auburn, in my mind, Ricky, they are the number one team right now in college football. They just are. They just are. And you can dispute that, and I know many will. 
But right now, they are the best. Because they've beaten the best twice. Because they've beaten the best two times mm-hmm. in the same season in three weeks. You cannot take things away from Auburn. You just can't do it. It doesn't matter that they have two losses. All right. As many people would say, it doesn't matter that Wisconsin has beaten, has lost to nobody. They've beaten nobody. That's what people would say. So it it doesn't matter. Does does 12-0 make you the best team? It no. doesn't. Does 11-1 make you the best team? It doesn't. It's about who you play. Does 9-2 with a tough schedule that you pretty much roared right through mm-hmm. and beat the number one team two times? Does that make you the best team? It should. Well, and the thing that I'll kind of ask to wrap this all up because we've been going for quite some time is bringing this back to Alabama before we move on to the Pac-12 and then some. With Alabama, the question, were they eliminated from the playoffs this past weekend? I think the greater question, if they do miss the playoff, will come back to Nick Saban and his scheduling. I heard today on many of the sports talk shows where they're like, why is he scheduling Mercer and Chattanooga and College of Charleston the week before the Iron Bowl? Like those are the kinds of teams that Auburn play, or Alabama plays before the Iron Bowl. And he's it's like the thing I don't agree with is when people say, "Well, you know, they thought that Florida State, but even Florida State wasn't a tough game." I'm like, well, they only won twenty four to seven. And let's be completely honest. Florida State and how they played this season to me wasn't indicative of that team as a whole. They would have won a few more games. Would they have been a playoff team? Maybe. But they would have done a lot better if they had their quarterback all the way through and if DeAndre Francois did not get injured in that first game against Alabama. So I don't think it's anything to knock Florida State. It's just they had a bad injury at the worst time of the year and a bad injury to their most important position to end the segment, do you think at the end of it, because we are recording this on Monday, I forgot to say that, because a lot of people are going to be like, the rankings say this. We record this before the actual rankings come out, so we're kind of going off of our personal rankings as well as what we think the committee will do. I'm going to ask you this. Do you think when everything is all said and done, we'll look back at it and say, Alabama was eliminated this past weekend against Auburn? Yeah, I do. I think we will. I think the same, I, I, I think the same I, thing. I, I truly do. I think that Alabama's best chance right now is send a couple of bunt cakes over <laughs> to the teams they need to win and say, please, please. Ohio State and TCU got to get to work. But if you're on YouTube, let us know what you guys think down below because this segment's going to be ending. So let us know what you guys think about Alabama. But if you're on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or Stitcher, you can. You don't have to go anywhere because we're kind of just moving right along into our next topic. And... It's kind of this whole podcast, which is interesting for a podcast. Usually it's very jump cutty if you're on YouTube, and there's still going to be jump cuts, but this whole podcast is very one full topic that has like three components to it throughout. And with this one, we focused on Alabama. I want to focus on another team that could be sneaking their way back into a playoff berth. And I want to ask you, Brandon, is USC still alive? Do they still have a chance to make the playoffs? Yeah, they do. Uh, I mean, at this point, there's about eight teams fighting for four spots. Only four. Get them. But there's eight teams, yeah. at least eight teams alive. USC is one of those teams alive. Mm-hmm. And why are they still alive? Well, 
Notre Dame, a team that beat them 49-14, to as I'm sure everyone will, will mm-hmm. remember, certainly USC fans and Notre Dame fans, but now that loss Doesn't look lessens that a little bit, a little bit. Fans aren't as mad anymore mm-hmm. because they needed Notre Dame to drop at least two of the three games, Miami, Navy, and Stanford. Mm-hmm. And what did Notre Dame do? They dropped just that. Two of the three <laughs> to Miami and then Stanford. So that happens. And they were blew out in the one. They were blew out against Miami, and I don't think they were they were winning against Stanford, but I don't think it was really close. USC, they would need two lost champions in the mm-hmm. other Power Five conferences, and they could they possibly could. If Auburn wins, mm-hmm. there you go. If Penn State wins, there you go. If that's about it. Uh, well, no. If, if TCU wins, you mean there o- you go. You mean Ohio State. But is Ohio, that what I said? You said Penn State. Ohio Did State's Penn playing State? Wisconsin. What in the hell is wrong with me today? I am just thinking of meant. all these teams in know, my head, and I meant to say I know Ohio meant. State. but They need TCU, so you, Ohio State, and Auburn, you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so right now, mm-hmm. that could happen. I mean, that could happen. USC is not dead. I actually think they're far from dead. At the same, on the same token, I mm-hmm. think they're far from getting in. But they're like right in the middle. It doesn't make sense to say that they're far from both, but they're alive. They are alive. I I think that right now, they're a team that you can say. They're not necessarily close because I wouldn't put them in the top six, mm-hmm. but they're not at number 10 either. I'm going to take you through sort of because they need that to happen. But if that happens, here's what goes on in my head. Auburn's automatically in. <clears throat> the ACC champions are automatically in. I just got to keep saying that to <laughs> cement that into fact. Clemson fans would also get mad if I didn't bring up how many times the ACC champion would be in if they win. But there's about one, two, three, four, five resumes that I think USC has to get through after they beat Stanford. And the first one to be, I've kind of ranked them in order of how I see them if, let's say, Ohio State, TCU, and Auburn all win. The first one is... Wisconsin. We're going to talk about them in a little bit in the third segment, but their only loss of the year would be to Ohio State. However, the thing I would look at is, yeah, you beat Iowa, yeah, you beat Michigan. Those are lower teams, but you've got this USC team would have had two ranked wins over Stanford. You have a 22 win over Arizona. And your two losses were to ranked opponents. So I would say, in my mind, I'm sorry, Wisconsin fans, your schedule, your record's impressive. Yes, you lost to Ohio State. I might favor a conference champion, and that might be the the deal. Like at the end of it, like conference championship, you go on. Although they have two losses, their two losses were to ranked opponents, and they have three ranked wins where your ranked wins just don't stand up the exact same to me. You have two ranked wins and a ranked loss. And out of conference, you played BYU, Florida, Atlantic, and Utah State, where the Trojans played Texas, went to double overtime, 
with them, played, went out and played in Notre Dame. You got to reward a team for going out and playing a conference opponent like that, even though it's a big rivalry game. The next one, Oklahoma. This one would be interesting because they would both be two lost teams, and you would look at it, and the big losses would be Iowa State, who was unranked at the time. I think that one a little at the time looked bad. Iowa State, though, a better team now than we thought they were right then. They've been climbing the ladder. But looking at it, you beat TCU, you beat Oklahoma State, you got a big win over Ohio State. Oklahoma might be one where this might be where the road stops for the Trojans. But let's say they go on. Then they got to beat TCU's resume where I think this is, yeah, you beat number six, you beat number 23, but you lost to Oklahoma. Yeah, you beat Oklahoma, but you lost to them before and you lost to Iowa State. If they get through that, then they got to go through Alabama's resume, then they got to go through Ohio State's resume. In the end, I think as high as they will get is it'll be them Ohio State. And I might have to pick Ohio State to get that fourth spot over a Trojan team. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, they're alive, but it's really tough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really tough. When you take a look at this, they Yes, they beat Stanford, who at the time was number 14, and they beat Arizona, who at the time was number 22. Mm-hmm. But they lost to Washington, uh, WashU, um, you know, number 16 at the time. And then they got spanked, spanked by Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. On the road, I get it, but you got spanked. So that's just that's just not very good. So there, there's your compilation of your, your ranked teams, mm-hmm. you know, at the at the time. I think that the teams in front of them have a better resume in terms of the people they played and the ranking of those people, how they played against them, how they fared against them. I think one of the things, though, for for now kind of going away from the Trojans, just in a sense to talk about mm-hmm. why this team, whether they win, whether they lose, well, if they lose, it's over for them. But even yeah. if they win, Ohio State... And I, we cannot forget that they Lost got to pummeled, Iowa. pummeled by an unranked Iowa team. Mm-hmm. So, could that help USC? Could that help USC? And people that. look at that and go, "Okay, yes, you know, a two-loss team and a two-loss team." But there was no one on here that USC lost to. That wasn't ranked at the time. Mm-hmm. There's no one that they outside of of at the time ranked teams that they lost to or got beat badly by. You can mm-hmm. go and look and say, oh man, oh they got blown out by Notre Dame. They did at the time. Notre Dame was number thirteen, trending upwards. And at the time, maybe Iowa was trending upwards, but they weren't in the top twenty-five. They were certainly not expected. To one lose uh, to Ohio State, to, to beat Ohio State rather, and let's say if they did, maybe by three points, maybe by a point. No, they kicked their butt. So that's where if you put those two together and you go, okay, now let's look at these two lost teams that could possibly be in the playoffs. I think that you bounce USC over Ohio State. In that sense. Well, and that's the thing that, I mean, I was going to bring up, too, was 
if you're going to chastise Oklahoma, let's say Oklahoma loses the TCU, if you would chastise Oklahoma for losing to an Ohio star, losing to a Iowa State, then you've got to do the same thing for the Buckeyes losing to the way they did to Iowa. However, here's how I think, plain and simple, how it boils down. Looking at, like I said, with Wisconsin, the thing that if they don't win, they're out to me. The reason why is the only two ranked teams you played, Iowa and Michigan, Michigan was a lot more hyped up at the beginning of the year, so people by the end of the year were very low on Michigan. Iowa was only ranked that high because they had beaten, I want to say, that was the next week, yeah, the exact next week after they had beaten Ohio State, you didn't play anyone else. So I would say I'll give it to USC who, yeah, you have two losses, but they're against ranked opponents, and you're 3-2 and against ranked opponents, barring you win the Pac-12 title. The thing with the Big Ten is interesting. Oklahoma, yes, you're 3-1 and against ranked opponents, but that loss to Iowa State, an unranked Iowa State team, yeah, I know it was only seven points, but how does that hurt you because USC, all of their losses have been ranked opponents? And Notre Dame, that's the big thing. How they are now compared to where they were, is that going to hurt? Washington State isn't at number 16 anymore. They are now lesser than what we thought at the beginning of the year. And then even with TCU, like your losses were to Oklahoma and Iowa State. If you beat Oklahoma again, how much is that going to help you? And the thing that it gets to, Alabama, we've already talked about, who have they played, only playoff team they played was Auburn. The thing that I think, and this will stop USC dead in the tracks, and why I think the heartbeat's faint, like it's boom, boom, (laughs) boom. It's like USC right now to me is that team where it's like, just pull the plug. They're on life support. Just pull, like pull the plug. Like you're sitting there going like, USC is the kind of team where you're sitting there, and I know this has gone to a morbid place, but just just ride with me a little bit. But they're that team where you're sitting there and you're having the discussion of, like, is this really a life? Is this a life you want to live right now, USC? (laughs) Like, that is what I'm looking at because at the end, and Ohio State is where this all comes back to with this discussion to me, is, yes, Ohio State lost to Iowa, and it's a bad loss, just like the Iowa State one in this scenario is to Oklahoma. But how many good teams did they play? Michigan State was a 12th-ranked team. Penn State, number two. They would have beaten Wisconsin, who's a top-five team, probably even top-four at this point, barring what the committee does on Tuesday as we record this on Monday. And then they did go out of conference. And you have to at least... I'm going to reward you the same as I rewarded USC for going out and playing Notre Dame. I got to do the same for Ohio State just for scheduling the game against Oklahoma because most people, Nick Saban, wouldn't do that. No, I think it's I think it's exactly exactly true. And I mean, how many times, Ricky? This is a question that kind of goes off of um, USC. Mm-hmm. But how many times is it going to take a coach to see other teams go out schedule these difficult op- opponents out of conference? And then whether you, again whether you win whether you lose, mm-hmm. Ohio State last year beat Oklahoma. This year couldn't do it, but they still scheduled them, and that's going to speak volumes to you because if you're in this position, which you always hope you're not, mm-hmm. but if you're in this position and someone's looking through your schedule, going, "Okay, this is a loss." Well, that's not a bad loss. 
you played a really good team at the time. And look at look at Oklahoma right now. How many times is that going to take for other coaches to follow suit and say, you know what, we can't just schedule Mercer. You know, we have got to schedule other teams outside of that. Hey, man, that was a and, good 56 to nothing win, though. Mm, yeah, I'm sure it was very <laughs> uplifting for the players, but what did it do for the week after? I, mm-hmm. I think that that's, that is one of those questions that are out there that have other people kind of scratching their heads going, yeah, how long is it going to take? Mm-hmm. Why are they scheduling these cupcake teams instead of trying to actually go out there and schedule at least a someone a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's only going to help your team, your program in the long run, because if you're a good team, you'll beat them. And I mean, the one thing, and I know this, like you said, getting a little bit away from USC, but like I look at the Alabama schedule from last year, they were aided by with what the what the conference was, and that's what a lot of this is this year. Which conferences? are the most loaded conferences. SEC, not as loaded this year. Tennessee's been really bad. Old Miss, we haven't even mentioned them all year this year after the um after the Hugh Freeze firing. Haven't even mentioned Old Miss this year. Mississippi State was hasn't been anything since they lost Dak Prescott. You have Florida. The only reason we're talking about them is they're down and out. Even look at the ACC, the only big teams we were talking about from there they were probably, to me, the second-loaded conference this year. They had Clemson, who we talked about. They have Miami, who we've talked about. Louisville early in the year. NC State early in the year. These were teams that we were coming back talking about each week because they were highly ranked and they were on runs. To me, the best two conferences in football this year have been the Big 12 and the Big 10 with teams and ranked teams and storylines, not like these have the most playoff teams because you look at the Big 12, we're talking about Oklahoma State, we're talking about Oklahoma, we're talking about TCU, then we talk about Iowa State as well after they started having a run, and then like the Big 10, talking about Penn State's, talking about Wisconsin's, talking about Ohio State's. It's where the storylines are and where those ranked teams are that helps your conference because then if you have more of those ranked teams in conference – you don't have to go out of conference to get those. You're fine just in conference. Well, then you must be uh, not uh, receiving any of the SEC news mm-hmm. because you have Alabama. Mm-hmm. You have Auburn. You have Georgia. You've had LSU, who went from nothing and really mm-hmm. just after that Troy loss to ugh, roared back. Ended up their season, ended up having a great season, total, overall. After after what happened at the beginning to how they ended, absolutely phenomenal. Mississippi State, they actually didn't play all that poorly. They had some tough games. They had a tough game against Georgia. They played a very, very good game against Alabama. Had a chance to win. They weren't able to. Their quarterback got hurt here in the mm-hmm. in the in the last week. But Mississippi State's been been right there as well. Florida's been terrible this year, but we've talked about them for a good part of the year as to why they've been terrible. Their coach search, Tennessee. You, but but when you're talking, but when you're talking, it, you need to speak specifically and say if you're talking about, well, yeah, we're talking about playoff teams and storylines. Well, you have three, say, but you have three potential playoff teams in the SEC, and you have storylines on almost every single one of these teams. I was gonna say, 
maybe my point got misconstrued. What I was talking no, about. No, you just said it wrong. Yeah, maybe. But what I was going with more importantly was the scheduling thing where last year, Alabama doesn't have to schedule out of conference. You've got Tennessee ranked number nine. You've got Arkansas, good ranked team. You've got more ranked opponents in there. Look at USC this year. To me, like they're not top of the conference, but you had Washington State at 16. You had Arizona was a ranked game. Stanford was 14. They're going to get them again at 21. You have those ranked games in your conference. Look at Ohio State. You get Michigan State that's a ranked opponent. Everyone thought Michigan would be that, but they fell off. Penn State was a number two team. They don't necessarily have to go out of conference and play those big teams, but they did, and Ohio State did go out and say, yeah, we'll schedule in Oklahoma. We'll put them on the schedule. A team like USC said, yeah, we'll go out and call Notre Dame. We'll put them on the schedule, and that's what it comes down to in this and why that's the only thing why the heartbeat is still alive for the Trojans is because they have some of those ranked wins. I think more of those ranked wins, though, are going to come from Big 12 because Oklahoma State, TCU, and Oklahoma were ranked highly this year and were ranked in the upper half of the top 25, especially when they played each other. And then you also have the Big 10 that was like that, too. And that's going to be the only thing to trump the Trojans that we talked about with Alabama in the first segment and what's nearly going to hurt them because these teams that were ranked so high in the SEC last year were not ranked this year and were firing their coaches now. I just have to say one thing. When I was talking earlier about USC and one of the teams that they had lost to, I said at the time ranked uh, you said Wash Washington. U. You I meant, meant Washington State. State. I just I was thinking about that, and uh, you said something that triggered that. I'm like, I completely said that it's wrong. the Cougs. So, so before anyone says, wow, this guy's a complete idiot. They already have. They already have, but <laughs> at least I caught myself. Anything else you think that we missed on USC? Didn't miss anything. I, I still I think that USC, they're alive. Mm-hmm. But they are really hanging on by a thread. Well, and this is where if you're on YouTube, let us know what you guys think down below. Scenarios might not favor the Trojans, but do you think there's a way in some alternate universe that they get in by beating Stanford and having some scenario? Put your tinfoil hats on. That's what I'm telling you. Put the tinfoil hats on. I want to hear what you guys have to say down below in the comment section. But Brandon, let's move on into, to me, this is going to be the best topic the most fun topic of the podcast because we kind of get to think about something that is absolutely ludicrous in most people's mind i'm gonna get right to it is there a chance that an undefeated wisconsin team misses the playoffs i know it sounds crazy but i think that there is i think there is a chance that an undefeated wisconsin team misses it i i think that they could say they could say Okay, you are undefeated even though even though you beat Ohio State, they could still say, well, you know, if if, if you have if you have uh Auburn winning mm-hmm. or or Georgia winning, whoever wins that one I think is in. You have your ACC winner, they're in. You have your Big 12 winner, if it's Oklahoma, definitely in. If it's TCU, then that kind of makes things really interesting all kind of all all over. But 
they could say, they could say that Wisconsin didn't have a strong enough schedule and that there were teams better than them with a better record, with a better strength of schedule. I, 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 I misspoke there. There would be no one with a better record because they mm-hmm. would be undefeated. But with a better strength of schedule that could bounce them. I, I don't, I think that would be hard to do. I think that would be very hard to do, especially if you beat Ohio State. But I think that just with how crazy college football has been, especially this year and in the last couple of weeks, we could see anything. We could see absolutely anything happen. So, yes, a completely perfect Wisconsin team Mm -hmm. could find themselves not in the playoffs. Do I think it's most likely that it will happen? No. But could it happen? Yeah, I could see it happening. I think it could happen too. And the thing that I was looking at today that I found very interesting is, do you know, I'll give you a hint, first off, there has never been an undefeated team. Well, I'm not talking about non-Power 5 undefeateds. I'm talking about Power 5 undefeateds under the research that I did. I hope I'm not completely wrong, but I'm looking at it. And the Power 5 undefeateds, there has never been one that has missed the playoffs since 2014. I'm going to ask you this, and you know I love asking you questions. You're, you've got four answers, one, two, three, or four. What do you think is the lowest the lowest spot an undefeated team has had in our brief three-year history of the college football playoff. Of the lowest spot an the undefeated? Lowest spot. So one, two, one, three, two or four. three, or four. What's the lowest number that you think lowest would be four? Three. You're right, three. Do you remember what year that was? <sighs> We've been doing this. Uh, was give, it? I'll give you bonus points if you can tell me what team it was. Was it 2015? No, it was 2014. Think back to 2014. That was the year that Ohio State beat Oregon, blew them out for the national championship. Which team was undefeated and I hated their quarterback? That's the biggest hint. I hated their quarterback, and I still kind of hate the quarterback. Florida State. Yes. They were 13-0 and that year. And they finished third. That was Alabama, Oregon, Florida State, Ohio State. 2015, the year you were talking about, number one team in the nation was undefeated. That was Clemson. Then last year, Alabama was undefeated. They notice how the undefeateds lost in the national championship to each other. And it got me thinking, well, what was going on that year? Because I look at that Florida State schedule, and of course three years ago I got to go back and think about it, but like – 22, they beat number 22 Clemson. They beat number five Notre Dame. They beat number 25 um, Louisville. And they also beat number 11 Georgia Tech. Whereas Alabama, oh, that was, that was right. That was the year Alabama lost to number 11 Old Miss early in the year. Mm-hmm. But late in the year, one 16 LSU, number one Mississippi State, number 15 Auburn. Number 16, Missouri, beat all those teams, finishing out. And then Oregon, they lost beginning of October to Arizona, but beat number seven, Michigan State. UCLA was 18. Utah was 17. Arizona was seven in that Pac-12 title game. And I bring that up because notice on those teams that I mentioned, 
the ranked opponents that they have played, yeah. there were quite a few of them. Yeah, there were Wisconsin lots. would have, up to this point, they will add one this weekend. Two. Three. And Ohio State two, will be... Two or three. Two. The, they're adding three this weekend. Okay. They haven't yet, but they will add three when they play Ohio State. And if they beat Ohio State, Ohio State's going to be the first team inside the top... Well. Inside the top 19, because technically, technically, um, Iowa was inside the top 20 at 20. But they will be the first team, 19 or above, that this team has played. Alabama has a better resume than that. And that's sad with how much we ragged Alabama on their resume. Not ragged, but like really dissected Alabama on their resume. But you can't. And and this this is where... This is where it comes down to it. We talked mm-hmm. earlier in one of the earlier segments, I think it was on the USC one, yep. that this is where people are going to be looking at your your resumes. Mm-hmm. This is where people are going to be looking at your schedules. You know, did you play tough opponents? Did you try to play tough opponents? Because there's some teams who come out and you don't think they're going to be that great, but then all of a sudden mm-hmm. when you, you get to them, you're like, good they're a good team. We yeah. get to play a good team. We knew we were scheduling this game for a reason. <laughs> but but sometimes you have to go out of your way. Like mm-hmm. we mentioned, Ohio State has gone out of their way the last couple of re- years. Scheduling Oklahoma. Oklahoma doing the same thing with Ohio State. So those games, it's benefited the team one year, and it's benefited the other team another year. So it's, it is crucial when it gets down to this point, and you're in the position that we're finding a lot of these teams to be in right now. It's how did your how was your scheduling? How competitive was your scheduling? And sometimes, you know, in, in in the big in the Big Ten this year, we didn't we didn't find a lot of competitive teams. If, if you take a look, well, especially if, if you, in the uh, the West, I was just going to say you can't necessarily put it on Wisconsin. That they had in a schedule Nebraska, Purdue, Maryland, Illinois, yeah, don't Indiana. Don't forget that champagne game. Uh, um, I mean, that's one, two, three, four. I mean, that's that is five mm-hmm. conference games, and those teams, Purdue, the best one out of all of them. And this is the thing. Like, I get that side of like the Wisconsinite that's sitting there going, "Why are you going to chastise us for beating it, it, our division?" You, you can't. I mean, in, in that sense, with with those with those games that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. you can't. You, you have to schedule them. You know what I'm chastising you for? Utah State, Florida Atlantic, and BYU. Like that is what I am chastising you. And this was a graphic that I saw uh, like a week or two ago. It was on Colin Cowherd, and. The best offense that Wisconsin had played up until, like, I want to say it was the Michigan game, the Iowa or the Michigan game, the best offense they had played up to that point was BYU, and BYU's offense wasn't really that Six points of offense? Like, I'm talking about, like, ranking of yardage in the season. I'm going to see if I can find that graphic. But, I mean, that to me is what I'm chastising you for. Go Go out to me. I don't even care if... I'll be honest. I don't care if you even do what or do what Alabama did. Schedule a Colorado State. Schedule a. Give me something. Give me somebody that is from a Power Five that is a bottom feeder. Go out there and schedule in Arizona. Go out there and schedule 
a Syracuse because Clemson can't beat Syracuse. There's my my knock at Clemson for this week. But go out and (laughs) schedule someone from a Power 5. Don't play Utah State. Don't play Lane Kiffin at Florida Atlantic. Don't play BYU. Actually, if you had the balls, do what Ohio State did and schedule someone in the top 10, maybe even the top 5. I was just going to say, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a a Georgia on here Mm -hmm. or a Florida when they're good, you know? I mean, it's it's like there's nothing wrong with doing that because let's go, let's you, go back you, let's go back to the preseason ranking. Sorry to cut you off. That's there. okay. Go you ahead. you get to you get to test yourself, you get to test your team and see, hey, it's going to be early in the mm-hmm. season when you're able to do that and you get to see, you know, heat check, you know? How good are you? How good are you? So Wisconsin was ranked AP number 9 coming in. <laughs> Why didn't, let's say week two, that's the week I'm looking at, why didn't we see like a Washington? They were eight right around there. Why didn't we see maybe an Auburn? An Auburn, they were 12 at the time. An LSU, 13. Hey, let's play Stanford. They're at 13. Georgia was 15. Hell, let's say, you know what, screw it. Let's play play Louisville. You know what? I'd even settle for Charlie Strong and South Florida, yeah, I was who was 19, too. even though they're not like a power five team. That is what I, that's my problem with Wisconsin is that you played nobody in your non-conference. And it, I want to just were, really say really quickly ahead. though, not just Wisconsin. It's not just Wisconsin, but, but in talking this situation, about them in this segment, yeah. it is. And the thing that I want to relate it to is how many times, no matter what the sport is, do you see it either whether it's a coach, whether it's a player, whether it's a situation? And how many times have you sat there and gone, like, I'm going to pull basketball into it. How many times have you seen a point guard, let's say in the college tournament, and you're like, aggressive, go. Like, why didn't you go to the basket? No, I'm going to be conservative and take a jumper. That's what Wisconsin is, making the conservative decisions. You know what? We're going to. We're going to play easier opponents, but as long as we beat those opponents, let, let, let's see if that gets us in. We're not going to take too many risks. We're going to make calculated plays, make sure we win all the games, whereas Ohio State, two losses on the year, screw it. Sooners, you want to come in and play us? Sure. Up, oh, you blew us out, whatever. And they'd still go on with their season, beat Penn State, didn't roll over like dogs. That's what I'm saying with Wisconsin is – the non-conference to me is the one that really is like, oh, come on. Play someone. Whether I don't even care, like I said, if it's a South Florida. Play somebody that is ranked early on and show me that you want to, that you're thinking about this resume early on and you're not just trying to win your games and say, hey, we never lost a game. We never lost a game. <laughs> I would agree with you. I, I, I would agree 100% with you on that. Um, I think that... Though, moving the conversation a little bit back, though, because, I mean, there's nothing's going to change mm-hmm. this year on, on, on that front. Yeah. Uh, nothing's going to change at all. Florida, uh, excuse me, uh, Wisconsin is where they are. They are undefeated to this point. They come in this weekend. They play Ohio State, a team that they have lost to the last five times. And one of these times when there was a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. Back in the Big Twelve, Big Ten title game in 2014, Ohio State beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing. Ricky, would you expect that that would happen this year? 
Say that one more time. I was looking at my computer. 2014. Yeah. Big Ten title game. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Yes. 59 nothing. Ohio State. Would you expect that happens again this year? Yes. And the thing that I was going to say is Wisconsin, the thing that makes it even worse is if they if they want a chance to just say to the committee, yeah, you know what, we are in this 110%, is they need to blow out Ohio State. Because to me, in my mind, let's say they win closely by a touchdown, by three, even by ten. If they win close, then I could see the situation of, you know, the one we talked about earlier where, oh, Auburn loses, but Auburn could still get in kind of a thing. I could see the committee going and saying, hey, you know what, ACC is in. If Let's say Oklahoma wins in this situation. All right, Oklahoma's in. But then when it gets down to like three and four, I could see them going with, okay, Georgia's in, Georgia won, they beat Auburn, and then looking at it and going, you know what, let's not put Wisconsin in because you won, but it was close, and Auburn blew out number one teams. They won by multiple scores against number one teams, or like Alabama Better, like, I don't even want, I would say Auburn, but Auburn at three losses, then you put that, could a three-loss team against an undefeated team really be put in? I would say yes, because to me, like you said, Auburn has been better than Wisconsin this year, and I actually did find the graphic. This was going into the Michigan game, so the rankings might have changed a little bit, but these are offensive rankings from the opponents this year for Wisconsin coming into that Michigan game that they played. 95th was Utah State. 25th was the um was FIU. I think they were or FAU. They were the best that they played. Lane Kiffin really does some things for you. 120th was BYU. 120th. Then 61st, 78th, 72nd. You've got 111th. 123, that's Illinois. Yeah, I was going to say, how bad are they? 91st for Indiana and then 116th for Iowa. Not playing high-stopping offenses. And I know what you're saying. Well, Ricky, from conference down, they beat their conference. Okay, why are you scheduling then BYU, who's 120th offensively? Because you're playing conservative and you just want to win. And that's why in this title game... They got to blow out Ohio State just to have a chance. Yeah. I, if they don't blow out Ohio State, there's a chance that a three loss Auburn team could get in over them. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't think that we, we cannot sit here and knock uh, the the Badgers for playing Big Ten teams because they're no, in the I'm Big Ten. I'm not going to for I their non I think, I think the, the games that we're looking at. And that really, if you, what mm-hmm. if you're coming into this segment right now and you're looking at it right now and you're a Wisconsin fan, mm-hmm. I hope that you're with us. You cannot help that you played and played well against the Big Ten teams that you went up against. But you certainly can help, not you the fan, because you can't do anything about it, but <laughs> your team, your coach, your program can help the non-conference teams that you play. And... Utah State, Florida Atlantic, and BYU, 
that's that's not those aren't the right teams to be scheduling. If you are Wisconsin, if you and you want to be taken seriously, because I think that you could probably say, as a Wisconsin fan, you probably don't feel like you've been taken seriously for some time because it's always been Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State in the Big Ten. Overall, do you want to know that? That's, that's that's what that's what has been happening because no matter how good you are, no one's no one's paying attention to your side. They're just paying attention to the other side. Do you want to know? I just typed it in. Do you want to know their non-conference opponents for next year? Yes. Western Kentucky at home. Okay. New Mexico at home. Okay. BYU at home. Okay. 2019 at South Florida. There we go. We're cooking. Right. But let's see what Charlie Strong does with that program. Central Michigan at home. Kent State at home. All right. Step in the right direction. 2020 is when we'll get our first, like, okay, this is what we should have seen. Syracuse at home, Appalachian State at home, Notre Dame at Lambeau Field. Then 2021 at Syracuse, Notre Dame at Soldier Field and Army. So it's going to take a couple of years for Wisconsin, but even next year, like Western Kentucky, New Mexico, and BYU, come on, you're better than this. You're better (laughs) than this. It's like the way I describe it is it's like your friend that goes out there and he dates girls that are just – below his tier and you're like you're sitting there going dude come on whether it's she treats him like crap or if you're into the looks part she's just not up to par he's a good looking guy and she's not and uh well i hope she wouldn't be a guy but that would be a different thing for that but the whole thing of you're sitting there like come on dude you're better than that you are better than that that's what wisconsin is it's like come on you're better than this schedule more tough games. And it looks like we'll get that in 2020. Well, I think it looks Sorry like if fi- I offended anyone. No, there, but I, by the way. I, I think it I think it looks like I think it looks like we're finally getting to a point in terms of Wisconsin where they're realizing that they need to be able to do this um and and schedule more quality out of conference opponents. Mm-hmm. That's starting to be starting to be um, the norm and and it's been a slow trend. It's been a very very slow trend. I, I think that um, you know it's a good. It, I, I think in, in in the team that you've talked about mm-hmm. in in these next couple of years, it's good for Wisconsin and it's really good for Notre Dame. And I mean that to me, I can't wait. Twenty twenty one. I mean, mm, only a late, couple years away. I'm thinking late September because it says here September twenty fifth. Game's not going to be too cold. We could go to that game. Is that the one in, at Soldier, Soldier Field? Soldier Field. At the one, Shoulder Field? The one at Lambeau is like beginning of October. No. I'm not going to that game. No, it's going to be too cold. That's the thing that like David. Beginning of October? That's not bad. Me and David have talked about football. The thing that like shies me away from going to football games is when you have when you get to like December, it's like, no, I'll stay at home. It's warm. Don't go then. It's way warmer. No, I know. Go early. Like opening day. But it's all about who you want to see too. Do you want to see? Do you want to see the cupcakers? No, no. But I'm just saying, if you want to go to a better game, oh yeah, you go in the first couple I am, of weeks. I am completely, and this is off topic a little bit. I'm completely on board with Colin Cowherd. Football, <laughs> aren't you? Football, I'll stay at home. Baseball, I'll go because with a baseball game, it's the summer. It's it's a the summer, but it's also people are going to say, "Oh, the game's too long." Yeah, but I just sit there and talk. Talk to you guys the whole game. And it's like I'm hanging out with you guys and, oh, there's a baseball game. And you can do that. Basketball, you're in. Basketball, hockey, you're inside. Don't have to worry about the weather. 
So, I mean, that's why with football, it's like you got to worry about the weather. You got to worry about being too cold. You got to worry about it raining. I'll avoid football. I'll watch it on TV. I'm fine in my living room doing that. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. Could an undefeated Wisconsin team miss the playoffs? Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. But, Brandon, let's end the podcast like we always do, making our picks while ending the normal podcast this week. We got a bonus podcast. Yeah, we, we do. The Coaching Carousel podcast. Yeah, we do. As uh, it's the college version of Black Monday. Black Monday in the <laughs> NFL being when all the coaches get fired. But we're running through not all the games this week. However, not all the games are top 25. We're going to go top 25 slash conference championships as it is champ week this week in the or in college football. Almost said in the NFL. That would have been completely wrong. But first game we're looking at, Friday night action in the Pac-12. We got Stanford. We got USC. Who do you got? The Trojans, three-point favorites. I'm going to go with USC. And in this one, I think that they know that they still have a fighting mm-hmm. chance. Because of that, they're going to play hard. They're going to get the win in this game. This one could be interesting. Stanford losing to the Trojans early on this year, getting a big win against the Irish, a team that the Trojans could not beat. However, I picked them to win the championship. I'm not going to back off now. Said so they were going to win the Pac-12, and I'm going with the Trojans to beat Stanford. However, I wouldn't be surprised if an upset happened or if the Trojans won closely. But moving on, Saturday action now. We've got the American Athletic Conference Championship. We've got 20 Memphis. We've got 15 UCF, undefeated UCF. No no line for this one on Monday, so it's a straight pick I am going with the favorite here. I can't go against Frost and the Golden Knights. Well, I'm going to go with UCF, too. They have not lost all season long. They've been rolling. And for a team that's not going to make the playoff, at least they can say they had an undefeated season. Moving on, we've got, as Sean would like to say, we got some action going on on Saturday. We've got 7-5 Akron. We've got 10-2 Toledo in the MAC championship by Vizio. They're not sponsoring this podcast, just sponsoring the game. And it's Toledo, 21-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going with the Rockets. i got to go with the favorite. Are you going to go with the Zips, going to hit that button? I'm going to go with Toledo. I know absolutely (laughs) nothing about what they've done this season, but I'm going to go with Toledo. Apparently a Zip is a kangaroo, according to the logo of uh, Akron. A Zip is a logo. So fun fact you learned today. But then we move on to a game that Brandon will not care about even more. We have the USA Football Championship. We've got North Texas. We've got... Florida Atlantic, Lane Kiffin and the boys, 10.5-point favorites. I ain't going to pick against Lane going with <laughs> the Owls from Florida Atlantic. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Lane Kiffin in this one. He's a— 8-0 in conference. He's a good offensive mind, always has been, and for that he's going to find a way to get a win. And then we move on. Should, should we pick the—before uh, we go, we should pick the Louisiana-Monroe-Florida State game, right? I, we've got to. The makeup game that they're making up, but— We'll move on. Big 12 action. Power 5 action now. We've got number 12 TCU. We've got number 4 Oklahoma. This game being played in Jerry World in Arlington, Texas. The Sooners, 7-point favorites. Brandon, who you got? This is a huge game. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of so many big games that we have coming up this weekend. This game truly is going to help decide a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. 
If TCU wins, watch out because then TCU will have two losses. Oklahoma will have two losses. They'll both be 11 and 2. Craziness ensues. Oklahoma got the win the first time. TCU, I said TCU's going to win because they've got the better defense. And I'm picking the team in this one who has the better defense, and it's Oklahoma. No chaos ensues after this game. Oklahoma gets the win. Some would say, or my mom would say, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Going with TCU yet again at the outset. I got to go with it. And a big thank you for uh, Charles Barkley, although he missed out and didn't give us credit for it, the upset special, um, picking the Kentucky Wildcats to beat Louisville. But, Charles, we know you're watching the show. Thank you guys for the upset special. And thank you for Tyler. Tyler was the man on uh, Twitter that's like, hey, Charles listens to the podcast. Just said upset special on college game day but yeah i'm going with tcu over oklahoma might bite me in the butt but i like chaos whenever we can get it and you like things that bite you in the butt that too then we'll move on into number seven georgia number six auburn at this point on monday auburn is a two and a half point favorite i am going to go with the tigers i think they are the better team they've gotten georgia before however i wouldn't be surprised if georgia wins in atlanta georgia where the falcons play who you got b Ricky, a couple of weeks ago, I sat here on this podcast, <laughs> and I said... You're going streaking. <laughs> no freaking way. I know who you're rooting for. That it's... Auburn is going to beat number one at the time, Georgia. <laughs> then they would go and beat number one at the time, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be in the SEC title game. And beat you're Georgia. You're freaking nuts. That's not going to (laughs) happen. So what is happening? They're in the fucking title game. Uh, They beat Georgia. They beat Alabama. And here they are again trying to beat Georgia. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to beat Georgia. And I'm going streaking, baby. (laughs) Are we going to do it Will Ferrell style where it's like, yeah, we're going streaking. And just have you run through through the the local town. I might might as well. We, we've got to plan that, so any ideas that you guys may have down below. We won't necessarily have to use them. It's all at Brandon's discretion because he will be butt naked, maybe. But but, <laughs> but Auburn, I'm telling you, this team They're is the best team. team in the country. They made Brandon a believer. Naked or not, they made Brandon oh, a believer. I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily that I, that I wasn't a believer in the sense that they were a good football mm-hmm. team. But I didn't, didn't, fully, think they had I didn't fully believe that they could be the team. Because... How many mm-hmm. times have we seen that? None. Here's a more important question I think everyone watching and listening wants to know. Before you go streaking, are you going to tan beforehand? Will you go to the tanner or will you go self-tan Donald Trump style to look like a carrot? I would have to ask Donald Trump where he gets his spray. Um, maybe just put on just, a little bit of the hair, just so, too. Just so I like, may look just like... Just like the legs, they don't look all pasty white? Because it is see, getting winter right now. See, Sun's now, going away. Now thinking about it... If I went streaking as Donald Trump, I may have bullets flying at mm-hmm. me. You may. I may. You may. So I may not then go looking like him. Next game we've got, it's not a Power 5, it's the Mountain West Championship. This is, I believe, a rematch of a game that just happened. We've got Fresno State, we've got Boise State, 
I am going with the Broncos, who are eight and a half point favorites. Brandon, who you got? I'm going with Boise State. They were supposed to beat Washington State earlier in the season, and they had them. Mm-hmm. And I had picked Boise State to win that game. As an upset, I felt all confident. Ah, oh, this is going to be good. Like the first upset special of the year. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Brandon's going to be looking good in this one. They screwed me. Um, so I'm going to take them again, though, here. And, this and they're going to get the win against Fresno State. And this is a rematch. These two teams did play this past week. Fresno State getting the win. So both of us are going against uh, Fresno winning twice in a row. And we're going to go at Boise State beating the Bulldogs and Derek Carr's old team. Then the final two games, we've got... Power 5 action in the ACC and the Big Ten. we got the Dr. Pepper ACC championship game. We've got Miami. We've got Clemson. Now, here's the thing. We're going with the line, right? That's where our upset special comes from, not the ranking. The, the line. line. The line is, I think, Clemson what we've done. Clemson is 9.5. Clemson fans hate me already. I'm going with Miami. I've got to throw up the U and Miami going to the playoff, they will beat the Clemson Tigers. Who you got? Well, we're looking at just an absolutely great matchup. This will be the best game of the week. I think I've said that about, I think I've said that about every week. game that's that's come up so far in the Power Five. Miami is that team that has been sneaky all season mm-hmm. long in terms of they find ways to win. They find ways to win. They find ways to win at the end. Except when Rosier is... So inaccurate. How is he so inaccurate against Pitt? I don't even know. Bad. But Clemson. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> it's kind of like sad, period. Clemson's been that team that's been quiet. Mm-hmm. They've kind of, they were under the radar, lost to Syracuse, came above the radar. They didn't like that too much. It's so it, they went back below the radar, just did their thing. It's exactly like their, their fans their have told us. Doubt us, we'll prove you wrong. Exactly, exactly. Or F you. We've also yeah, got that, that too. too. Uh, but <laughs> in this game, this is another game. You win, you're in. Everyone said it. Mm-hmm. I say it too. And this is such a crucial game that the team I have to go with is the team... That will make you continue to hate me. I love you. <laughs> you. Oh, they. Bye bye, Clemson. See you next year. They are going to hate us so much. I know we're going to get tweets, tweets and comments from Andrew, particularly, that like doubt us again. Could you imagine what, like, this is what I'm imagining right now. The tweet we are going to get Sunday night oh, if Clemson and wins. And I had to hit it for the yeah. episode. The tweet we will get from Andrew if Clemson wins. Not just not just the tweet that we'll get from him, the hate that we'll get on here. You dumb assholes, blah, 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 blah. Guys, hey, guys. If I'm wrong in a pick, call me out for it because I must have been dumb if I was wrong. Guys, we're not saying that we know it all on here. Uh, and yeah, by us do. picking against your team doesn't mean that we think your team is the worst. I don't think Clemson. I don't think <laughs> heard that. I don't think Clemson is the worst, guys. I just don't think they're the best. Let's move on. Last game, we've got the Big Ten. We've got Ohio State number nine. They are actually the favorite in this one. Six point favorites over Wisconsin. I'm going with the Buckeyes. No need to pick an upset special here. Who you got? Wisconsin, just throw a monkey wrench into all of it. Wisconsin, they're right there. They're that team that, if you look at them, 12-0, 
No one, no one is believing in them Mm -hmm. outside of their own fans. (laughs) No one believes in Wisconsin. Besides Badger Country, no. They haven't been able to do it in a while. And I said that during the Wisconsin segment is Mm -hmm. that they get no love on their side of the conference. It's all either Penn State, Ohio State, Mm -hmm. Michigan State, Michigan. It's all them. And that Wisconsin, they'll get to the title game, but they're never going to win it because the team on the other side is just going to be that much better. Well, guess what? Wisconsin is sick and freaking tired of it. They're going to come to this game. They're going to be playing big time because they know, for the most part, most likely, if they win, they beat Ohio State. Ohio State's gone, and they're in. The one thing I want to say here at the end before I wrap the podcast up is I've got a question for you guys listening and watching is what Brandon and I are going to do is we're going to do a bowl mania this year where Brandon will have his own. I will have my own. We'll have an open group on ESPN so that you guys can come in and join us. We'll have the winner win something, maybe like a gift card to something, maybe beat ups or like some food place. If it's a, if it's a Clemson fan, uh, maybe just a, a night to berate us. Here's the question. Oh, already. Here's the question I want to ask you guys because if we're going to do this, I want to get your input on this and of course I'll get Brandon's input as well, but the way you can do the bowl mania is one of two ways. You can do it as a straight pick or you can do it as like confidence pick where it's like I'm really confident in this pick. I'm going to put it at 50 points. I'm going to put this one at 49. I'm not confident in this one. I'm going to put it at 11. So I want to ask you guys, because we want to take your thoughts and your consideration into it, which would you prefer? Would you prefer just straight pick, win or lose, or would you prefer the confidence pick? Let us know that down in the comment section. Or what we should do is we should make a a poll on mm -hmm. Twitter, and you should go and vote on the poll. I think that would be easier too. We if you make a comment down we do here, that as but well. we'll also do a poll on Twitter. We could do that as well. We'll we'll, we'll do that. We'll make we'll a poll both. on Twitter we'll do both. as well. It might not be up exactly as I'm recording this, and you're not going to hear this exactly as I'm recording this, but it will be on Twitter. If it's not on Twitter, let us know down below just what kind of pick you'd want. But thank you guys for either watching on YouTube or listening on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, if you're on Stitcher, Thank you guys for giving us your time. We've got a second podcast for you. we got the Coaching Carousel podcast. Make sure to check that one out as well. want to thank you guys for watching and or listening. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.